You're right. <laughs> You're right, son. Hi. <laughs> it's our Game of Thrones episode it's again. It's our Game of Thrones episode <laughs> where we amplify all, all, all northern <laughs> possible I'll features be, and factors. I'll be channeling the hound. To pants. 11. <laughs> because we cut up north by the wall. <laughs> Everything sounds more northern. <laughs> All the vowel sounds a lot drawn out. You have a wall up in the north now, do you? Back in my day, you didn't have no walls. Welcome to this year's Game of Thrones review of season seven. You pronounce Game of Thrones. Day seven on the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, yeah. that was a throwback to our last year's. Is that how that episode? began? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Yes, it did. Um, I'm Ian, and I'm being delightedly joined by Tom. Hello. And Henry. I came straight here from the wall. <laughs> Nick's not here because he's been eaten by a dragon. He <laughs> has. So, yeah. He's but been we burnt have... or frozen by a dragon. Yes. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have named another dragon after him, so <laughs> called uh, Nicolaogon. <laughs> Because um, Nicolau is gone. <laughs> yes. Hey! Oh, I said you, you, you knock them down or burn them to a crisp. I don't know. Either way. There's a lot of that going around this season. Uh, should we go straight out the gate with a spoiler warning that we will Yeah, we are, we are going to spoil the shit out of season seven. So, it has been out for a couple of, been finished for a couple of weeks now. But obviously, but obviously, a lot of people watch Game of Thrones on their own speed. So, obviously. We're going to spoil everything, but we're going to go through a quick... I think it goes without saying, spoilers are coming. (laughs) I liked it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So we're going to go through a quick overview of the season, and I'm going to go for what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we think is going to happen in in the final six episodes of Game of Thrones. Hi. So overall, should we make a noise to summarise our feelings before we continue of the series? Because mine so far will be ah ah yeah oh creative ah yeah ah uh, bit more thank, thanks for joining us uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was our retrospective of <laughs> um so yeah so the first episode was really everyone getting back on the, it was pre- on the same I know speed. Pe- some people didn't really like it but I thought it was kind of what we needed it was a here here's where we were last time kind of thing yeah it was and just I- get- I like that the, that first episode was a hint as as to what's to come, which is payoff for, ooh, that character gets to meet that character. Mm. Interesting. I hope we get more of that this season. And we got fuckloads of that this season. Yeah, all the crossovers you will possibly want. All yeah. the crossovers your mother warned you about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry, don't be going with those crossovers. I, <laughs> I warned you this day. My mother was Eddie Murphy <laughs> in Norbit. Not, not necessarily crossovers, because we didn't get like the Ghostbusters meeting like the White Walkers. <laughs> they, though they would have killed that demon thing from like series one or yeah. two? The Shadow Demon. Oh, it was like season three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the vagina monster thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melisandre is about what came out of the vagina monster. <laughs> <laughs> Melisandre is coochie spook. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I challenge you to find a better name than that. I was gonna say phantom pregnancy, but that might be a bit too real. But... Coochie spook wow. it is. <laughs> wow. Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the first episode. <laughs> Was pretty much just setting up all the the chess pieces, really. Yeah. Or 
for our... On the, the three-sided chessboard that we have. At did, least three. It did open up with a bang. I think the one you see in Arya as Wall of Frey. Oh, that was very cool. Kill yeah. everyone. Mm. That was cool. I like that. How quickly did you catch on to that it wasn't him? Well, I, I understand like the people were some confused. Like, people thought it might have been like... A flashback. A flashback type yeah. of thing. But I was like, well, he's dead. <laughs> I, I, I know it's easier to say at this point. But I cottoned on pretty quickly. I was like, that's definitely Arya. Because I, I actually thought in the previous series that Arya had taken the position of um, Jamie. Mm. Because oh. when he goes back to King's Landing and he gives Cersei the eye, I was like, oh, what if that's Arya? And it's like, I'm going to fuck you up, bitch. I think mm-hmm. that's something that's still possible. Still possible. But yeah. um, Which we'll get into. We'll get into later. Um, and then so yeah. it, but it was a really cool way to open the series I, I think yeah it was but we also had one of the worst moments in Game of Thrones history which in the is first, the Ed Sheeran cameo Ugh. which is one of the worst it was so bad <laughs> I, was... I saw a great analysis of this scene which was the Ed Sheeran scene in Game of Thrones was a really nice low key departure for the show that was spoiled by having Ed Sheeran <laughs> <laughs> but it, like the f- it was spoiled by the fact that Ed Sheeran the bane of my life. I don't know about you, Henry, but... As somebody who is daily called... Oi, oi, Ed Sheeran! Yeah. No matter who you are, if you're a grown man in a van, it's still acceptable, apparently. With your kids, I was called... Oi, oi, Ed Sheeran by some guy... You should probably get out of that van with the kids, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, he's he's not an actor, so can't act. But also, the other actors in that scene, it's not good at acting, terrible. so... Were they like members from the Diversity or something? <laughs> it was pretty. To be fair, they didn't. They didn't give him much to do, which I was happy with. It wasn't like he held the emotional weight of that scene. Yeah, but, but it was, like, but it was one of those moments where, like, the, the way the camera brought him into frame, it was like it was that type of thing in a sitcom. It was like, look who we have in this scene. Yeah. Type of thing. It's like it's Game of Thrones. It's in a year where we've had another popular pop artist from a boy band take on a dramatic role. This was definitely one of the worst. Wait, I thought you. I thought Harry Styles, Styles and oh, yeah. Duncan. I thought you were going to bring up the David Beckham cameo and King Arthur, <laughs> which is just as egregious and as terrible. You could go so far as to say he was in a boy band. Yeah, the England squad. <laughs> <laughs> They're a doo wop. <laughs> but it has that same type of shot of like, yeah, the moment like the. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Ba- yeah. yeah, yeah. But I feel like that scene. I feel like Arya was even out of character in that scene. I feel like she wouldn't have stopped. Like she knows enough to stop her. Like do you know what I mean? She yeah. So it I, would have been great if she killed them all. That's what that's, I was like. Oh, every, everyone was waiting for that. Yeah. yeah. I was. I was hoping she would garrot him with his own guitar strings. <laughs> oh, while they had him singing as well. Didn't off they? screen. While his guitar <laughs> gently weeps. No, he wouldn't be able to cover that. <laughs> no, he's gonna have rights. No. Um. Um. Yeah, for, for me, it was pretty much a series of just satisfying moments of... Unfortunate events, even. <laughs> it wasn't as good as <laughs> a series of unfortunate events, but it was pretty good. Um, just satisfying character yeah. stuff that we've been waiting so long for, like Jon Snow meeting Daenerys in one of the best beginnings of an episode. We're doing more than just meeting her. Oi! He showed her some cave paintings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think... But she almost definitely drew himself... <laughs> I feel like it was probably about 15, 20 minutes of the episode was just their meeting. Yeah. Which I really, really liked how long it stayed with it because we spent seven years or six years at this point just going, what are they going to say to each other if they were to ever meet? What yeah. I did, I, think... I did love the way you did it as well because they've set up 
they've set up Daenerys over like the past few seasons of being like this big. Fair enough, like she's built, she's built it from nothing, but she's built this huge ego, this huge presence. I like this that. Huge that's, character. that's the first time that she's seemed more of a grey area character because she's been pretty pristine. Yeah, this season's yeah. definitely treated her more maturely. I think that but, she's getting as dirty as characters like Cersei. Mm. Yeah, but like the but then the way, what were the when she the way she's introduced so like. Um, she's been introduced like oh it's the mother of dragons breaker of chains oh, yeah. like free of the slaves <laughs> and then Fingy's just like it's Jon Snow oh, yeah. oh yes uh, is it Davos, that Davos has been yeah. on point yeah. in this, this is Jon Snow he's a king in the north um, <laughs> and then I he guess. gets that really impassioned speech about how good a yeah. leader Jon Snow has been yeah. he took a knife through the heart through his bed and all that thing. yeah he, he speaks about Jon Snow the way that everyone else speaks about Daenerys which yeah, probably which... speaks volumes about him. But I, for the amount of time that we spent on that massive pairing, mm. I like how disappointing the Stark reunion was. Like, you have Sansa who has, has weathered a hell of a lot for yeah. the series, and she finally meets her sister, Arya. Yeah. And then Arya is fucking spooky and, <laughs> like, aloof. And then they meet Bran, who takes aloof to another level. He's, he's come back from his gap here and yeah, he's spiritual. That's he's... it. He's like, oh, I'm 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 Bran Stark, defender of uh, Kunlun and the Three-Eyed Raven. Um, I remember being Bran Stark. Yeah, it was, yeah. Really, it, was, it was really weird the way he went. Like, oh, you look you look lovely that night. You were raped. Yeah. Wow. It was really like, weird. You, he he is the one character in Game of Thrones who has bought the box set already. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's already read all the books. Yeah, so and he's he's watched every season with the commentary. Yeah, um, so he's clued up. He knows so he's everything. clued up. Yeah. I I found him powerfully disinteresting in this series. Well, that's it. He has the potential to be the probably the most interesting character in the series, but he just wasn't. I don't know if it's if it's like the character just doesn't care about being interesting, or whether they just didn't want to like, use him. I feel like a weird comparison is like. It's similar to the way Doctor Manhattan acts in Watchmen. Yeah. He now acts like he's above everything. How he's like, including us as an audience. Yeah, he's yeah. all. It's all At futile. least Doctor Manhattan gets that cool Philip Glass song playing. But what but, that's Bran... why, but that's why he was still interesting. Though. Also, Bran Stark getting dangerously close to just being Professor X. Also, looking yeah. exactly like Steve Coogan. <laughs> yes. Um, but, Can't yeah. wait for the Alan Partridge biopic. <laughs> Think how annoying it's going to be because I plan to go back and rewatch. Game of Thrones from the beginning before the next series ha- happens. Right. I'm going to waste so much of my time on the brand story because I know how yeah. it turns out now and I'm going to be so disappointed. All that stuff with the reads. Um, uh, Max von Seardorf and all that. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. that. All that happens is that's making his character go kind of interesting and then not interesting. Yeah. They use his his storyline as a surrogate to feed you a lot of the stuff you need to know about Jon Snow. Yeah, Captain Exposition. Yeah. Oh yeah, so he had his payoff at the end of the series I guess which was the only time it's been useful really. No, but, then, but like you, you, you figure that out when he figures that out, though. Like with the the Tower of Joy and stuff like that. Yeah, with, uh, I, yeah. Season. I feel like in the next season, if if the characters know what he can do, they can go, oh, can we have the cheat sheet basically to win? And he yeah. goes like, oh, if you want to win the Game of Thrones, go like triangle X zero, <laughs> triangle triangle square. Yeah. And then they go, oh, that's how we win. And it unlocks a new character. <laughs> yeah. It unlocks... It unlocks... That's uh, how they unlocked Gendry again. That's been, it. Yeah. He's been gone for five years. I he was like, a secret character in the previous I do one. like the way that he sort of acknowledged that in the show, though, because the girl who's been helping him the whole time is sort of like, is this fucking it? You know what I mean? Like, we've yeah. come oh, this yeah, way. Oh, yeah, that was great. Where he's like, thank you. She's like, thank you, that's it. Yeah. 
Oh, he's like, oh, remember thanking you. Worst don't really Tinder care. date ever. <laughs> I do think the <laughs> when they all meet back up with Jon Snow is going to be a lot more interesting than when they met each other. Yes. I actually, I, I, I think this series has excelled on making its characters a lot more interesting across the entire board. Mm. I've never been a fan of Jon Snow, but this series, I've been totally yeah. in his favour. I think it's just that we spent so long seeing him be the, the amateur guy, the one who's bossed around. That now that he's in a position of such respect and he's won the Battle of the Bastards and all that, yeah, that it's it's like the underdog story that took so long to pay off. And like it, in similar ways to Daenerys, I I have really never liked Daenerys's character because I think I've she's, not been a fan of her either. Yeah, she's, she's been so, so bland. uninteresting. Yeah, I, or I think that my problem with her is that the where she ends up at the end of the first series and where she ends up at the end of the sixth series were exactly the same. Yeah. She has not changed in the last five years. You can but, see her trajectory a mile off. And But now we finally get her operating in the grey area. Yeah. We see her being cruel. And you, yeah, you see her being a traditional Targaryen. And you're like, yeah. oh, she could actually be someone who errs on the wrong side of um, I think one of the morality. one of the best scenes in this whole series was Varys and Tyrion talking about... Uh, after yeah. after Daenerys has been the prisoners, where they're saying like... You can see her father in her, and Varys has that whole back. Whenever Varys opens his mouth, it's fucking so interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever he's like, it, it was, I told myself it wasn't me that been this, but then by allowing this to happen, I'm responsible, kind of. With great power. Yeah. And no genitals. <laughs> great responsibility. Yeah, but like, that is a great bit of character development for him, but it also gives us progress for her as well. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is, is some of the best. And kind of for the first time, we see her through the Lannister's eyes. Yeah. We see what she's capable and, uh, of. And yeah, again, when you see Cersei speaking to the to the Lannister lords, and she's like, oh, we've got this foreign terrorist coming over, this, like, with savages and stuff. And it's yeah. like, you can see why people are scared of her. And I think what the the scene that everybody is going to talk about from this series, or everybody is already talking about, the big battle in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, the Where that comes out of nowhere, and that you're on the Lannister's side in that yeah. scene. And it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. For the first time you feel threatened by Daenerys and you don't feel like, oh yeah, go on Daenerys, show those men who's in charge. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a war or a fight where there's two equal sides. It's, it's just a slaughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of the best shot battles that they've had as well. Yeah, I've like one thing that if, uh, HBO have done very, very well with the season is the behind the scenes stuff. Because mm. mm. they've released behind the scenes for every episode, I think. Okay. Uh, well, like little like five-minute things, isn't there? Even longer than five minutes, especially for that episode, because they showed how they shot that battle. Okay. And it's like a 15, 20-minute uh, video. And it's amazing what goes into it. Like, they had more p- flammable pyrotechnics on people in, than in any other recording, I think. Oh, wow. Um, just because you have a fucking dragon. Yeah. Like, actually torching people alive. Um, and like, yeah, like, uh, I think one of the stunt coordinators is like, oh yeah, we got these, like, uh, the, um, the Dothraki. I've got people who can ride on a horse with their feet on the saddle. And they're like, that's cool. Do that. All right, <laughs> sure. Fine. Okay. And then that's in the episode. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Um, it is a really great battle. It's just so amazing. They do that great thing that they did in the Battle of the Bastards as well of the low angle shaky camera yes the, the handheld the chaos of the take. battle yeah. and the fact that it's following Bronn yeah. one of the hearts of the show 
It's I, it was the I was so on the edge of my bed. I was <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And it's weird how like how so well well written both sides are because when he's about to sh- trying to shoot the dragon, you you deep down you're like fucking get him. You're yeah, like, you're, yeah, do it. I'm assuming we spent the whole series going fucking glasses. And then yeah. he's one of like, my favorite characters though. So I was like, you bring that fucking dragon down. Yeah, I I was so scared he was gonna die. I thought the whole thing. Which I think would bring me on to something that I know has been a criticism from some people is that some people think this show's lost its balls a little bit in that only, I think, maybe two major characters were killed off in this series. Yeah. Being the Queen of Thorns and Littlefinger. Yeah. And they, they, sort, and they sort of get rid of the like the marine storyline. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what's But that's on. not really like killing it off. That's just like we've moved on from them. But I feel like it's still them getting like... It, she's more or less go, as good as dead type of thing. Wait, who? what was the marine story? So, so, uh, the Sand Snakes. So they're basically... They can't... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not Marine, that's Dawn. Dawn, that's what I mean, sorry. Because um, presumably in, in Marine, in Essos, Dario, the... Dario Naharis is just lying around going, why does no one want to have sex with me anymore? <laughs> is he... I was recast twice! <laughs> is he currently the guy from Deadpool, or did he used to be the guy from Deadpool? He used to be the guy from Deadpool. Okay. Oh, and now he's the guy from The Invitation. Yeah. Grime. Yeah. Where did? How come oh, yeah, he's not in this yeah, season? He's, so that's he's, the one thing I was thinking about. This, like, how come he's not in this season? Because he's still in Marine. Daenerys is like, Daenerys was like you. You're not coming with me. She basically oh. wasn't a footboy. Oh, okay. Because you're you you look after Marine. I'm heading off to Westeros. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I don't particularly think that this show's lost any of its vigor because I think killing off characters doesn't necessarily mean a good show. Yeah. Um, I think that this show maybe lost some of its nastiness or its desire to shock you, but it rewards you in interesting character development. Yeah. Which but I feel like... I'm sure the next series will be full of killing characters off willy-nilly. But yeah. I feel like the whole point of like the nastiness and like all of that stuff in the early seasons, like I said, it's just been setting everything up. It's been pushing everyone else along. Like, mm. like the murder, like the murder of Ned Stark, is pushes everyone else's character forward so much. Yeah. And the show has changed so much since then that you forget that that was ever a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's such a big thing. At the end of the day, that's such a big thing for Jon Snow. Of like, people are telling me not to be like my father, but I can't help it. That's actually one of the wrinkles in his character that I really like, because much like Daenerys, his character has been like the white hat good guy yeah. for so long. Um, and he's never really done anything that's been that reprehensible, apart from... Like he kills Ollie, who but he but Ollie killed him. Ollie deserves it's that. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine to kill kids if they kill you. Um, yeah. But like when he's in that penultimate episode, or well, the last episode, sorry, uh, and he like to a fault he can't lie. Yeah. I like that because it's like even being a good guy in this series will get you into trouble. Yeah. But then I but kind he, but of like I, the way he knows it. He's so honorable. He's like, no, I have to do the right thing. Yeah. And people are like, but that's people what. That's like, what you're that, an idiot for doing this. That's what got your dad killed. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, but I still have to do that. No. I do like his stubbornness that it, even agreeing to side with Daenerys takes him so long. It takes him to go through all the stuff beyond the wall to yeah. really agree to it. Which I, I do. And, and she kind of has to meet him halfway because she sees what he's up against as well. Yeah. I oh did, yeah, true. Yeah. That that moment I did really like in this series of like when people like understood what the big picture was. Yeah. Because like it it makes you think the petty it is just petty squabbling when that yeah. threat is behind the wall type of thing. Yeah, like I all the time I've been watching Game of Thrones, I've had my sister messaging me saying, 
uh, oh, if you think that's bad, in the books, there's like 30 pages about how this four towns have been ravaged by war and there's no food left. And then like later in that, that same book, there's another mention of how there's no food left. And then winter's coming. It's just like, no one's ready for this. <laughs> um, I think we also got... I think the moment we've all been waiting for of Daenerys meeting Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the last episode. Yes, which was, um, which I could could not help but feel like someone had something up their sleeve for that. What do you mean? Like well, she it, did. Cersei, Cersei did. No, but to, to the extent of they thought they were going to like attempt certain like the way. Oh, like an actual assassination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in that scenario. Everybody knows how dangerous that would be. Like when Cersei yeah. sees the dragon come down and she's just looking off into the shadows, like, and she's going, eh, no, don't, no, just call it off, call it off. <laughs> they reel the catapult back. <laughs> yeah, the crossbow. Um, There's a whoopee cushion on Daenerys' seat. I, I did, I really liked that scene, but I think it's never going to be as good as you want it to be. Mm. Because that's the thing that we've been waiting for for six years. That mm. We want so much, that seemed to be the best thing ever. And I do think it was very good, but realistically you're you're never gonna get well everyone has to hold back yeah because like in fact Tyrion even says in that scene like there is so much bad blood here you know we're never gonna cover that we're never gonna heal those wounds Mm. but it would have been very satisfying to see you know Brienne and Jon go fuck you you killed all of my family you killed Ned Stark you killed Catelyn Stark you killed Rob But Stark. everyone has to be polite. But everyone has to be polite because which, they're trying to get out something out of each other. Yeah. Which is one of my favourite moments of that scene is Euron Greyjoy opening his fucking mouth. <laughs> Just as, I think, it, is it Tyrion steps forward and begins to do a big announcement of, okay, everybody, now we're together. And Euron Greyjoy goes, Theon, I've got your sister. Yeah. And it feels so wrong because you're like, no, that's not how it's meant to be done. Yeah. That's not how people act. But like, he, he, he baits uh, Theon... But then he also goes after Tyrion. Yeah. And it's, it's the fact that he goes after something about Tyrion that is his size, which is something that people have looked past for about six seasons now. Yeah. Like, that, that, that is just a, a Seeing thing. just this horrible, nasty character. Yeah. You can, I, I feel like you can tell he's there as a transplant for Ramsay Snow. Mm. But, oh, Ramsay Bolton. Um, which I don't necessarily think that character is the most kind of complex or interesting, but... Just for having him there to be the wild card, I think is great. It's um, like I've said to Tom before. I, that moment reminded me of the letter that Ramsay Snow sends uh, Jon Snow. Yes. Yeah. All like, come and see, bastard. And it's all like horribly written. You're like, but the Ravens, even when they're with bad intention, all the letters have been written nicely. But that yeah. is nasty and it's yeah. really horrible. And I like that Euron Greyjoy is still there to fuck things up. Yeah, it's just a big people's blood boil type of bit. And even the way before they reveal the big plan that he was always going to go back and get the other fleet. When he fucks off, once he sees the dead guy, I thought it was so cool. I wish mm. they kind of hadn't revealed that there was another mm. thing going on. Yeah. If that was just the last we saw of him, he's like, okay, I'm out of here. I can't do this. I'm leaving. But I do like the way Jamie hates him. You can yeah. feel like Jamie's like, I do not like this guy. That's because he wants to bang his sister, though. Mm. But uh, the relationship, I think. But he's but, just like the dishonorable soldier. But even like the, the relationship between Jamie and Cersei this season has been really interesting, I think. Because I think you can tell like his disdain for her is like, right, like. But he, you could. I, I think it's. It's quite interesting you forget them as brother and sister. You do just act like they're a couple. Yeah. 
Mm. And I think they've just been acting like they're a couple, which I think is really interesting. But you know, obviously, for the first couple of years ago, oh, but they're brother and sister, that's gross, that's not. But that, now you're just going like, we're almost I hope Jamie's okay. Yeah. And also, in that scene, you get Cersei looking scared, which I yeah. think is amazing. Mm. And also, I think you see Jamie looking so scared, he doesn't step in front of Cersei. Oh, yeah. Mm. Cause it's only is it the mountain that steps forward? No one steps forward because it's only when the hound pulls it back that that the mountain and Jamie step in front of her. But um, everyone's so shocked that they don't yeah. even think about her; they think about themselves. That's in that, in that s- scene, such a cool scene. I love that. In that scene, did you get the brief impression that someone had taken the White Walker out of the bark? I yeah, was so I, worried that it I would just fall had, out yeah. and it'd be bones. I was, or I, just be empty. I was wondering if you might have got a scene of showing the White Walkers realising that they've taken one of them and killing the walker that controls yeah. the white so that they can't plot against them or anything. But then I guess, how would they? Oh, but I feel like they have some kind of telepathy or something. I f- well, I think they have control over the whites, which are the, the zombies. Yeah. But, but I then- feel like for them, it's like they don't care what the politics are. They are just going to take over the world. Yeah, sure. But then I feel like they do have some kind of ability to know what's going on beyond... Yeah. Just controlling things. But I think for them, like it's just, had, we march forward and we kill everything we Like, find. we've had the Night King seeing Bran in the visions, where he shouldn't be able to. So, they are more powerful than just physically destroying everything. Well, the Night King is, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. But, I, again, I think they destroy the thing that is immediately in front of them. And I think we might touch on later, there might be a reason he saw Bran. Ooh, I don't know this shit. Mm. Um, but, but I thought, I, I, I just had a panicking feeling of, like... Someone's moved it, especially the fact that set up the with the hound saying, "If you touch it, I'll kill you." Well, he doesn't say that. He says, "You touch it." Uh, um, oh no! The guy goes, "What's, What's in the, the car?" And he goes, "Fuck, Fuck off!" <laughs> but he does say before you leave, yeah, "Touch right. it." But like, touch so it. I don't. I had a feeling it's like they're gonna move it. I'm like, no, and then they're gonna be I, like idiots. What worried me the most about that scene in the sort of stadium. Although, like, the, where they kept the dragons originally. Yeah. It was like a Colosseum kind of place. Yeah. Like a dragon pit type of thing. Was the fact that Bronn just wheeled Podrick off. Yeah, and I was like, feel really uneasy. I, like, the, the hairs on the back of my neck were like, Red Wedding, Red Wedding, Red Wedding, Red Wedding, Red Wedding. Cause oh, as in, like, he's keeping Podrick safe. Safe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And, like, because in the Red Wedding, they took a few people out of that room to make sure that they couldn't help the people in the middle. Uh, I was like... What's about to happen? But I'm I'm really I'm so glad that that scene didn't end with somebody being killed or anything. Yeah. Because all it's done is make things more tense for the next time that they yeah. do. Um, yeah, and then they're like, I think that was a big payoff seeing all of those characters together. But again, I think the other big reunion was the Starks in Winterfell. Yeah. And then the culmination of their reunion being them rooting out. Look. The- the little finger which is trying to work against them mm. um, which was brilliant I want to say the Stark family but let's face it it's it's the X-Men uh, <laughs> well, yeah, led cause... by Professor Bran Stark yeah because considering how you've got Jean Grey and then Arya's going to be in the yeah. Newton's film like Maisie Williams is playing a mutant Jean uh, Sansa is playing a mutant Bran is a wheelchair bound telepathic psychic and uh, all the pieces are lining up uh, Jon Snow was in Spooks the Greater Good. <laughs> I can pull it in even further, Richard E. Grant's in Logan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in one episode of Game of Thrones? Maybe two. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, the, the scene where they kill the little finger is quite hard to watch because 
Oh he's no, been that an, was the most. He's been an antagonist at the whole thing, but he's been such a lovable antagonist. I think. I uh, that was one of the best scenes for me this season. I think. Because because it's the first time you've seen Littlefinger panic. That's it. Like it's the it's, first time he's not in control. It's that sure. slow, like like devolution of his character from being yeah. someone who is in so much power and he's positioned himself in so much power to like making excuses then asking someone to take him out of the room then begging on the floor and then finally executing but it's in, it's an interesting fact that it's once Arya gets there because it's an interesting perspective how in some characters only have uncertain people like yeah. last time last hour like the only thing Arya really knows is like she Littlefinger's responsible for her, her father's, her death, father's yeah. death kind of thing so it's like she's probably like fuck Littlefinger and speaking of the Stark sisters were you guys really disappointed that it turns out that Arya's thing is just having rubber faces in a bag. I think it's a bit more than that. That pissed I me think, off so much. I think it is a bit more than that because... I thought it was like magic or something. It is. I but think then it is Sansa magic. just it finds is. a rubber face in a bag. That, nope. I think that's possibly like a a product of the magic. Yeah. Because keep in mind, the wall of faces is faces you can take off and use. Yeah. And the face is mine. But like, you have to also keep into account like she was Walder Frey who is bigger than her in build. So it will turn you into that person. Yeah, with a rubber face. It's Mission Impossible shit. <laughs> but it'll give, you, it'll give you their voice, it'll, just get, it'll turn you into that person. I hope it's magic. It is magic. Because if it was just a rubber face, if you put Walter Frey's face over Maisie Williams' head, it doesn't look like... The transition like, is flawless. It doesn't look like Walter Frey, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and I think... It's just like sock puppets. <laughs> even the, the tensions between Arya and Sansa, who have been quite boring characters for a while now. Yeah. Do, did get quite interesting that they're trying to yeah. oust each other and until you realise kind of that they until they find out what's really the problem. Also, I, I saw one uh, very very clever Game of Thrones fan made a connection. You know when Arya finds the the letter in the mattress. Yeah. Mm. In season two, maybe three, Sansa tells Tyrion that when she was at home at Winterfell. Um, Arya would play pranks on her by stuffing her mattress full of manure. Ah. And that she would make a tiny hole in her mattress and then she would stuff it full of sheep uh, um, droppings. Ah. And it's like, of course Arya would know to look there. Yeah. Because that's, that's cool. That's where she would do it. And so cool. what she found inside was a lot of bullshit. It was a lot of bullshit. <laughs> sheep shit. <laughs> so going, moving on to the next plot before we went for trying and get everything together what do we think of the whole Sam plot in Old Town um, I liked Jim Broadbent that's it that- what, like, what do we think of him fixing um, healing Jorah oh yeah that, that was, that was a I, cool like, coming around of that I it liked. was but had no one in the history of Game of Thrones thought to cut the scales off I think, it's, I, I, yeah, think I was it's, annoyed I think, that it was that simple it was like, but I think it's implied that it's meant to be really hard to do that well, <laughs> but then he asked him, "How did you do this?" He goes, "I followed the instructions." Yeah, I was just like, "I did he use a potion that he?" I guess also fair. then maybe it need the patient needs to be strong as hell. That's why yeah. people yeah. would have died during it. And Bajara's like so determined to get out of that friend zone that he's just <laughs> so strong. I think that might be a thing of why Sam's like this is all bullshit. Yeah, type of thing. That's why he just leaves. So things like there's people here who's obviously be doing good for people who are not. But they're, they're just so bound by the books. Yeah. And was that the... I think that was the same episode that... Was that the one where the Queen of Thorns confesses to killing Joffrey? I think. That was great. That yeah. was a very cool moment. 
Cause I want Cersei to know. Really me. rivaling Hound for sass yeah. of the series. Yeah. Because she thought he was a little cunt, wasn't he? Oh, well, they both says uh, whenever someone tells them about how they've named their sword, it's like, oh, of course you've named your sword. Only cunts name their sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because does he say it to Arya and yeah. she says it about Joffrey? Joffrey yeah. Because he calls his sword Widowmaker. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I I loved her death. I thought it was really well done, just because. She dies, but she's won as well. Yeah, because like, but he does the honourable. He does the nice of just giving her a quick death, and she throws that in his face, type of thing. Yeah, because does she know not literally, or else that might have killed him. True. Does she know that Joffrey was his son as well? I yes. Forget. Okay. Yeah. Because I know she says, "Tell Cersei it was me," but I forget. But she really wants to hurt Cersei. Yeah, um, I think I think overall, really solid series. I think it was more. Like, if you listen to our last series, one, I'd probably tell them there that Game of Thrones really has been a show of moments, but it didn't really have much substance. But I think this has been the most substantial yeah. series so far. I Unlike, think that it's the least, it's the one of the most I satisfaction. Think I think the biggest criticism for this series is one that I just don't have, which is people don't like that people zip around all over the continent. My answer to that is we don't have as many storylines going on at once. Yeah. So we like whereas because the rest of them have been fucking killed and <laughs> dead. So whereas in a, in, <laughs> great, just cut to those people we've lost for ten minutes just lying on the ground. <laughs> whereas like we can't with with other seasons we've had to jump around to people. Some stories might be going on within a long period of time. So when we see like Daenerys traveling, it needs to be drawn out because it needs to, it can't overtake yeah. other people's storylines and stuff. Whereas now it's like pff, there's fucking I no one left. I you spent like two series on a cart down a road yeah. or something and she was in she was travelling with the hound up Westeros for like two seasons but I'm I'm happy that now we that they've kind of written themselves into a corner they've got yeah. 13 episodes to solve everything we'd have had four episodes of Ed Sheeran then yeah <laughs> Where, but I liked all those moments between Arya and the hound though and she's like expecting it was mainly season yeah, four? and it's like four, yeah. I, I've always felt like the traveling needs to serve a purpose, and that purpose is character development. Mm. Yeah, but I'm I was happy in this for them to just appear. Around. Yeah, like they, even they've arrived at the point that um, they need to be. Daenerys at. arriving at the battle with the Lannisters. Yeah, you don't even see her leaving for that. You just you see her leaving. Uh, no, I think just, it, she discusses it. You never oh, see yes, her getting us to leaving. She's like, what, should I do this or not? And then. Yeah. She's fucking coming over the hills on a dragon. I think for proximity wise, though, they are quite close to Castle Rock. Uh, no, they weren't even there. They were by High Garden, weren't they? Who? Oh, no, the Unsullied at High Garden. Oh no. Okay, so yeah, the Lancers kill all the Unsullied. Yeah, yeah. Them. And then yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm happy for them to just be trapped. Yeah, I'm, it, it they've been everywhere, so now they've got me. the fast travel codes for those areas. That's it. Triangle X square square <laughs> circle. Um, I think. Uh, f- for me, um, a big sort of evolution of the series was something like East Home. East Home? East Hard Home? East Watch? Which Hard was East Watch? Which one are you... The, the one where the all of the stuff beyond the wall happened, basically. Hard Home. Uh, Hard Home, yeah. Wait, in this series or in the last? Yeah, in this series. In this oh, series, this series. It's just oh, yeah. beyond the wall. Because, like, for me, that felt like a mini-film. Yeah, that was a great episode. Like East the, Watch. The battle... Um... No, it's just called Beyond the Wall. But there's an episode called East Watch as well. Yes. Oh, right. Well... Yeah, you know which one—the yeah. one where we get the best like grouping of people. So we yeah, get... the Suicide Squad. <laughs> best Suicide <laughs> Squad award we've had in ten years. We get the Hound. We get Jorah. Yeah. Jon Snow. Tormund. Tormund. Hulk. 
that's the one-eyed guy. Thoros yeah. of Mir. We get like that's a gr- that's a great team. Yeah. And, like, and it's a, so much fun to watch. And that's a, gr- a group of characters you thought you'd never see together yeah. as well. It's a great guys' night out. Yeah. Beyond the wall way. Yeah. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> Imagine being Paul K though and going to people, oh, I was in Game of Thrones and I died there. Yeah. Now, how'd you die? I think I froze to death in my sleep. <laughs> so really, other people have been like, you got off torn easy. apart by what dragons. What did throw me off in that episode was the number of red shirts that just appeared. Oh, yeah. Bathroom. Because I'm like, did they kill us? Did they kill a hound? I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, it's a red shirt. Yeah. But yeah, a giant undead polar bear, awesome. Yeah. Then yeah, an army cool. of the undead, also awesome. That just the waiting around the lake is so scary. And when he How throws the stone and they realise yeah. it's frozen, it's such a oh shit oh, kind shit. of moment. But like, I, again, I one of the reasons why I hate massive blockbuster action films is how badly shot action is sometimes. Mm. Yeah. In this, you can see everyone fighting. And you know exactly where they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're in the big rock in the middle. In the big rock in the middle. But then you can see how far from the edge of that rock they are being pushed back. Yeah. Onto just crowds of more people. Yeah. Um, and then when you see Tormund being dragged into that hole in the ice, and you're like, oh my god, they're going to kill Tormund. And then he gets pulled back. It's like, oh my god, they're going to get pulled back on the over the ledge. It's... Uh, and then the big dragon thing. Oh, That yeah, was yeah. intense. The big dragon thing. That was pretty cool. Night King for... <laughs> Winter Olympics. I got that. I got that kind of spoiled for me. I was really annoyed. I had that because it just came up on Twitter. It said "R.I.P. Drogon" on Twitter. He's not the one that got killed, though. Yeah, Drogon was the one. No, was it not? Drogon's the one that airlifts them out. Oh, okay. I think it's Viserion. The the person who tweeted that got it wrong and spoiled it. The way (laughs) way they're fucking happy with the way I had it spoiled was from the episode of Ricky Morty where it's Jerry in bed. You know the photo of Beth and somewhere. But it was the, the dragon. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, wow. See, I, I saw a picture of the Night King with a spear, and I was like, oh, fuck, someone's going to die. Yeah. I didn't know it was a dragon, though. Um, oh, and then we also got the return and end of Uncle Benjamin as well. That's true. I think yeah, that, was, like two so, seconds. that was so random. And he's swinging his incense around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a horse that could definitely hold two people. <laughs> it's Titanic all over it's, again. Yeah, it's the wooden door. Um, overall... Really good series. Really good series. Really good. My only, my only nitpick is might be the fact because it's escalated so much now. Whereas, like, if you like, this is the thing. If I'm interested in going back and watching season one again, how much talking there actually is. Because yeah. like, so much of this season, it's just all the dominoes falling over. Yeah. And if that's it's, so, I fair enough. Fair enough. They've earned it. But when you think back and go, fuck, they've come a long way. Yeah. Because when I like, when I think in my head, the only other show I think can come close to this in my head is Breaking Bad. Of like how of the quality and how great it is, and how many characters are actually alive at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but when you think of the last episode, when we think of the first episode, it makes sense. Yeah, like that's it's not like a, it doesn't escalate so much. It's still you, but it's so believable. Where now it's like, how the fuck did we get here from people talking about incest? How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, but I do. I am fucking love it though. I yeah. d- I just don't know how they're gonna fit everything into six episodes well should we do some quick speculation because the thing I want to see most is Click Game Bowl is what? Click Game Bowl what in, in the mountain fight the hat the mountain fight the hound what are you saying Click Game Bowl Clig- oh is it like Super Bowl but Click Game Bowl well that's what it's called and apparently the speculation that's what it's called Click Game Bowl that's a terrible name I don't like that's right it's called Tom isn't it? yeah it's called that on the internet Click Game Bowl Click Game Bowl yeah um, I don't like it but uh, yeah watching them fight will be quite cool because their conversation in the dragon pit was great it was great now that I'll... you're no good at a cunt than I am <laughs> I love how much of a like, 
icebreaker that was as well because it was so yeah. tense. And the hound just walks over. It's like I fucking love the hound so much. Yes, he is. He a is really. One of the most sympathetic characters in it, for sure. It's, I mean, Considering he's gone from being the bad guy as well. Yeah, I want to go back and see his arc come full circle. I, just, I love in the previous season when he he just kills some guy in the forest and he's like, Your shit had died. I <laughs> love that. That was last season. Those are your last words. <laughs> your Cunt! <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, I and love that. that. I think that would be really cool if we could go back and watch the entire series, but just from one character's point of view. Just their scenes. Yeah. I think it would be really cool. There was a great moment as well where it was him and Brienne and it was weird the way they were talking about Arya. It yeah, was like, the parental kind yeah, of It was like they were surrogate parents. So like, like, oh, are we proud of her type of thing? Uh, are we hoping they get together? What, the Hound and Brienne? Wouldn't be yeah. against them. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's Tormund and Brienne. Oh, no, he's a savage. <laughs> well, he, he says to the Hound, like, oh, I've seen the way she looks at me. I think everything ends, everything's resolved by episode 5 of the next series. Then episode 6 is just that love triangle. <laughs> That'd be funny. And then Arya comes along and kills one. Because apparently the the, character, the actor who plays Tormund, uh, which is like, he, he offs he off something. Something Scandinavian, yeah. right? Apparently he leers at uh, um, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, whilst they're filming as well. <laughs> Which it. I find hilarious, but also kind of creepy. Yeah. So I, the, my speculation is, that Jamie's making his way towards Winterfell, and they're going to go to beyond the wall. I think he's going to take the black. Well, <gasps> Ooh. Other, theory, other idea is that Jamie dies in the battle. And before he can get resurrected by the Night King or whatever, Arya takes his face. Oh. Uh, okay. And then... Arya and the Hound make their way back to Winterfell, and then she, Arya kills Cersei as Jaime. And the and then, giveaway is that she still has a hand. Oh, but then because while while she's fighting, while she's trying to kill Cersei, the only way she can get to Cersei is if the Hound kills the Mountain. Or if you at least distract him long enough. Yeah. Yeah. They're going. Oh look, shiny, shiny. And I but think. I think how cool a moment that will be though if um. Uh, Arya as Jamie is having an argument with Cersei and Cersei like pins his good hand up against a wall or something and then she reaches out and grabs him with his gone hand because oh, she's yeah. still got a hand and Cersei's like oh shit I know what's going on but then it'd be, I, think, I, think, I think the way they're going to do it is I think the hound's going to find the mountain and then he's going to sacrifice himself and burn them both alive yes because it's the one thing he's afraid of yeah. is fire and that's the one thing that can really kill the mountain it's fire. Yeah, we, I feel like we haven't really... It's never really been explained what happened to the mountain. Like, he's just kind of... Well, an, I have, an, a, I have a horrible thing. feeling that he's going to get killed and then resurrected by the Night King and he's going to be like a zombie squared. Well, that's the thing of like, if he, but if not, if he, he's burned. What if the Night King brings him back and he turns into a handsome prince? <laughs> wow. <laughs> he kisses him. <laughs> As a handsome prince. And what was the thing you were saying about the reason that you think the Night King saw Bran in his visions? There's a theory... Yeah. That Bran is the Night King. Oh, he does look a bit like him, you know. Going back to more concrete things. Um, <laughs> I, the wall. For me... <laughs> oh, not anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> for me, my favourite characters have always been the down-to-earth, like, fuck this for a lark characters. There yeah. are, like, surrogate characters on who feel like modern-day people in... Yeah, so for me, like that's always been Davos and Bronn. Yeah. And they have been exceptionally strong in this. But... The strongest actor, I think, in this season for me has been Nikolai Castellolo. 
He has been great. Because I think he's yeah, he's yeah. just he's had to do. I think even maybe for the series, because his arc I think has had the most of a one eighty. Yeah. Because um, he starts off, you, you kind of forget watching it now that he starts off as the the pretty boy. Like, yeah. Who you hate. I, I have watched the Charlie. fight scene yeah. between him and Ned Stark where they're using lightsabers instead so many times <laughs> uh, for reasons that should be obvious to listeners now. But um, like. You see him with his like long locks and his like boyish good looks, and it's just like, how is that the character we have at the end who's saying, "No, I can't, I can't do this anymore." Yeah, mm. I, I genuinely thought they were gonna kill him off. I thought the hand was gonna kill him. Yeah, I, I did I, as well. But um, yeah, I'll be really interested to see what exactly goes on with him because obviously he's left mm. uh, King's Landing now. But like um, all, all of the like internal thought that he has, even during that battle scene against the dragons. Yeah. It's so it's the most interesting part of that episode, I think, because you got all this action happening, but you have him just going like, "What do I do? Like, I'm supposed to lead these soldiers, but there's nothing How can you to lead them, them against, against them." Yeah, um, and that, I think the like I said, that's when you fear them for the first time, and you see how hopeless the Lannisters will be. If yeah, this succeeds. But there's a lot of great actors. I think like Tyr- like Peter Dinklage really shines in episode when he's just like. You funny, you just see him go, you fucking idiot. Type of yeah. thing. You really feel his like. Oh, yeah, but I feel oh, like yeah. Peter Dinklage has had such an easier role as an actor because yeah. he has these monologues and he has these like changes in character where he gets to betray people and stuff. Mm. And like Jamie is someone who has had to kind of like almost work one side that he doesn't agree with. Yeah. And that's for like, especially in this Definitely. season, I'm just like, he's mm. blown people out of the black water. Well, no, so, so think... many people are uh, so good in this, like Peter Dinklage and like um, I forget the guy's name who plays Varys. Um, but you, yeah, uh, and like um, Liam Cunningham as well. You kind of just expect that now. Mm. And, and like, Lenny Hedy, Lena Hedy is probably yeah, she, the best actress in the whole series. She for me has been like the cha- both the, character and the big uh, performance. I think she's been the best. Like, I never wanted Cersei to be killed, even though she's a despicable she, person. Like, I've definitely remember like the. I make the standout moment for her. Like it was in last season when they found out her daughter's died. But that's it's it's no dialogue. It's yeah. just her face sees Jamie on the boat come in, and she slowly she's so happy to see her daughter again, and it slowly realizes what happened, and her face. Just she's a good dread. face actor for sure. She's the, it's brilliant. Just, like I said, like just the look of fear when she sees the dragon, yeah, and when she sees the the white, it's so genuine. And when she has that little thing about I felt fear for the first time in such a long time. The scene with her and Tyrion, actually, where they're just talking about the children. Yeah. And, like, so... she... We know that she cares about them, but when yeah. he shouts at her, I cared about those children. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, you two are the same pe- person, but on two different sides of the coin. That was a great scene. It was very good. And, they, and then he pours wine for them both, because they're both alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do we have for a winner of well, the, the game? Well, the thing that was... Bronn. The thing we haven't spoke about yeah. is who Jon Snow actually is. Oh, yeah. He is oh, a Targaryen. Probably the most important yeah. part of the yeah. season. Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. So he is the rightful heir to the throne. throne yeah. He doesn't know it. Only Bran and Sam know it. Yeah. Possibly Tyrion. And Bran doesn't really have good people skills. Yeah, possibly <laughs> Tyrion knows it because of the way he looked at that, the way he, the looks he was given during that sex scene was yeah. very like... He's like, oh, God, How? incest doesn't work well, but... I've seen it work for some people. <laughs> How would he know? There's a probably good chance Varys knows. That's why he doesn't have real beards. Um, okay. Yeah. 
And the canaries are rubbish at keeping secrets. So, yeah, like, the way I had it kind of figured out in my head before that episode was, for me, the ending was always going to be Daenerys on the throne, John as either Hand of the Queen or... I'll get, I'll guess Tyrion as Hand of the Queen yeah. and uh, John as Warden of the North. And then, now that you've mentioned it, um, Jamie Lannister is the leader of the... Kingsguard? Uh, of the... Night's Watch. Night's Watch. Okay. Quite cool. Or even if the Hound are the leader of the Night's Watch. Mm. They have to kill the Hound, though. He's too nice. He's too much of a fan favorite. They, they do have a problem of killing... Off, uh, not a problem, but... You but, know they're going to kill off sympathetic characters. See, but if they kill off the Hound in a satisfying way, mm. I'll yeah. be fine if he, with it. Like, if he takes the mountain down. Yeah, if he, takes the, if he goes down taking down the mountain. If he tackles him off the wall. Um, I, but the thing is, when you think back to season one, Daenerys had a vision of herself sat on the throne with ash or snow coming down around her. With Jon Snow. <gasps> Shit. And I, I feel like that's too, for, like, it's too foreshadowed for it not to happen. Do you, th- uh, do you think they're going to have a kid? Because they made a big thing. God, I hope not, because they'll have webbed feet and, like, No, but they made a big... Or they'll be like, Joffrey, shit! (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's a big thing, but the the Targaryen line is very inbred It is, yeah. But the whole thing of, like, then... That... Because they made such a big deal of, like, Jon Snow the same Daenerys, like... Did you actually ever get a second opinion on you not being able to have kids? Yeah. (laughs) Type of thing, and, like... I like the way that was all bought. I wish Tom I can't have kids. I was like... Have you spoke to anyone else about that? That sounds a bit... (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, but then, then they would be the tr- like the true yeah. heir to the throne, and then then I feel like Jon Snow could go peace, <laughs> and there's a lead because I don't think he w- I don't think he'd want it. I don't think he'd want to be. I I, I don't know. I think he's pretty unlikely. Wait, if her. if Daenerys had a child, had a I don't son, mean he don't want the child. I mean he doesn't want to be king. If, oh right. If sorry. Daenerys and Jon Snow had a son, would the son then take the throne from Daenerys immediately? No, it would go to Jon. But like but, so, and, but, I mean, if people don't find out that he's a Targaryen. Oh right. Um, I guess he would. Yeah. No, he would be a bastard, wouldn't he? So he wouldn't be the ethnic. He would, but also she has the dragons. Oh, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking, if, if her having a child risked her not having a throne, I think now that she's so power hungry, she might kill her own child if she were to have one, mm. so that she her place on the throne was secure. I don't know. I don't think that's what she really. I know she wants the throne, but I don't think she cares I, about I, that level. I just wanted to turn into Cersei so badly. <laughs> I just wanted to get all horrible and nasty and dangerous. Well, in theory, Cersei, all she wants is to have kids. She's that. She and I do. I think it's one of the best moments in the show. Is her after Tommen dies, after her last child is killed, she has no rightful claim to the throne, but she goes and sits on the throne, and nobody fucking does a thing. Yeah. Um, let wrap things up. Who do we want on the throne? At the end of this entire series, who do I want? Uh, For me, it's Davison Bron, uh, joint presidency. Uh, I want them to turn a civil, all of, civil partnership. I want them to turn all of King's Landing into a, uh, a brothel. pub. <laughs> pub brothel. The South is a pub. The North is a yes. Brothel. I could see it being. Tyrion. And beyond the wall is where the toilets are. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you just it. piss off the wall like uh, John and Tyrion did. Yeah. Um, I could see it being Tyrion on the front. The end. I think realistically it has to be Daenerys on the throne at the end. My big thing, I don't think it's gonna matter. Because everyone's gonna be dead. I think I, not at the fact. I just think it's all gonna be so in ruins. It's gonna be like, it's like what the thing Tyrion was trying to be like. It's someone on the throne doesn't work. It's gonna be. We need to set up 
government. I think yeah. the person who would work best on the throne is going to be Bran. Because he has no personal connections. He's so detached now, he could But no one would fairly. get behind him. Yeah, true. But like, so I, like, maybe to wheel him off. At right? the start because of the season, I was like, the Queen of Thorns is the best person because she's the right balance of good and bad. Yeah. But she did. But like I said, like, for the thing Tyrion was making a big deal of, of like, well, what happens if when Daenerys leaves? Yeah. What happens then? Yeah. If she wins and leaves, what happens? So the thing that I don't think they're going to have someone on the they throne. They dress up a dragon in her clothes. Yeah, Put I think the, the, the throne is not going to lose its, its poignancy. It may just be who is the person that nobody fucks with anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's probably the, the Night King. Yeah, true. I so, something in me kind of wants it to be like an sort of ambiguous ending of Daenerys where to get on the throne, and Jon Snow like then finds out that he's the rightful heir to it. And then it ends. But then at this point, we've we would have could put be ninety po- hours uh, and eight years of our life into it. That I guess there's no room for ambiguity. Cause, no, cause that sounds like resolved. that sounds like it would imply that it's always. There's, I think it's the thing that the people brought up in this season. There's never peace. Mm. It or if like it always go in cycles. It's like people are always going to be after the throne. Yeah. It always goes like that would be a, probably a fitting end of like it's this always. It, it never might ends. it might follow history and be like. Um, like Daenerys sort of steps down and then like Henry V becomes king yes it's possible I think played by Kenneth Branagh possibly he's not been in Game of Thrones yet yeah oh. um, and then and then it just continues until present day that'd be interesting yeah but I guess we won't know until 2019 yeah obviously no what? 2018 2018, 2018. haven't they said it's going to be two years before the next series no 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 it's 20 they're already filming it oh, okay. I think what they've, what they're doing is I think they're just pushing it back Okay. So we're gonna get Westworld first. So okay. I think Westworld's taking the slot. Westeros world. Westeros world. It's gonna take the the slot Game of Thrones normally is in. How fucking cool would that be if Game of Thrones ends with somebody finding a picture and showing it to somebody else and they say it doesn't look like anything? That's to what me. I've said for ages. No, yeah. but you didn't say it to me after I'd watched Westworld, Ian. That meant nothing to me. It didn't sound like anything to me. Anthony, Anthony Hopkins is gonna come out and say Cecil Montefunkins. <laughs> <laughs> I need that to happen. That is the only ending we'll truly be happy with. Now, we can only wait, sadly. Until maybe, what, I reckon it's going to be Christmas next year? That sound about right? November next year? Yeah, probably. Most likely, I think. Well, until then, guys. See ya on the throne. Winter is coming. Aye.